It's Monday the 8th of May. Welcome to Afternoon Sports. Shad Wicker here and joined by Shane Lee, who wasn't at Magic Round, but is probably <laughs> sharing the hangover of all the people that went to Magic Round because you went a bit silly on the weekend, Shana. Yeah, I got Friday night fever, had a few beers and watched the footy with a few mates and uh, that kicked on a little bit too late. And then only to find out uh, yesterday, I had a, I forgot I had a speaking gig that um, that went into quite late as well, mate. So I'm a little bit struggling today, but I shall live. Oh right, there we go. Oh man, it must be a hard life for you because I feel like I've never heard you do anything other than hit the piss. <laughs> You've never come on here and be like, yeah, you know, I had to you know, do a bit of work, hit the books. You know, to put, do a bit of Renos on the house. It's like, nah, nah, I polished off a few too many bowls of wine, actually. Just doesn't make good uh, <laughs> podcasting, mate. That's oh, just mate. Like- <laughs> Look, today on the show, we're going to talk a little bit of uh, tennis, the world game. Interesting news in basketball when it comes to the Australian basketball side. And then, of course, the AFL and the NRL going off on the weekend. Hey, Muppets. This is Stewie McGill here. As much as I don't want you to... Please listen to Fire Up. They told me that I was coming on with Chris Gale, the most attractive cricket player in the cosmos. Unfortunately, it was the other Chris Gale and Stevie F here. Uh, very sorry about that, but I promise you, if you want to know anything about Rugby League, at Fire Up Rugby League. Find Fire Up on any podcast app. Let's start with tennis, Shano. World number one, Iga Swiatek, uh, suffered a loss uh, just over the weekend at the Madrid Open, but she didn't look. She didn't hold back when she wanted to uh, complain about some of the officiating. <laughs> no, she was playing uh, world number three, uh, Sabalenka, who's very, very strong, and she's won two of the last three uh, Madrid Opens. Um, and yes, yeah, Swiatek lost six three, three six, six three. And when she was making her um, her runner-up speech, she basically just ripped into the tournament officials and said, it's no fun, because she finished multiple games after midnight. She said, it's just no fun being out here at 1am. And the, and the look on the tournament director's face when she said that was quite <laughs> quite hysterical. Yeah, I mean, look, I know a lot of players complain about the uh, the late kind of match-ups and they have mm. to reorganise the schedule, but, I mean, why are we pretending like this is a new thing? This has always been a thing. Yeah. Like, some of the greatest matches yeah. I've seen have been those ones that go into the early hours of the morning. Uh, I get it's hard to kind of get up and back up. So, like, for her to have to do them over and over yeah. again is a bit of an issue, and they'll probably will have to address that. But not the time or place to do it, I feel, when you're supposed to be accepting your runner-up trophy at the Madrid yeah. Open. Uh, speaking of the uh, clay court tournaments at the moment, or just the season in general, Rafael Nadal has withdrawn from yet another tournament. He has, mate, and this is a it's a real concern now. He hasn't he's only played four games in 2023, and hasn't um, hasn't even played a, a match since uh, pulling out of the uh, the Australian Open in January. But the 22 time champion. He, he would love another crack at the French Open. His stats there, he's won the French Open 14 times. I didn't realise it was actually that many. I knew it was over 10. But, uh, yeah, with the hip injury that he has, it's just not looking great. And he's such a physical player. It's going to be hard for him to come back from this, particularly at 36 years of yeah, age. Yeah, I really think, like, he's, like, he just can't be doing the clay court tournament. I think he's. I think we're going to see him back nah. on grass. I feel like that is yep. the soonest we'll probably see him. And I do really think this is the last year we'll see him play tennis, potentially. Uh, mm, if I was yeah. a gambling man, which I am. Uh, no, let's quickly touch on mm. soccer at the moment as well, the EPL <laughs> with football. Uh, man City, surely, have they got this in the bag now? Uh, they had a late scare against Leeds, but 
they're now stretching their lead after overtaking Arsenal just last week. Yeah, I think it's in the bag. I really do. I think they're they're good enough um, team all all around the paddock. And I think it was funny that the the although Leeds sort of rallied at the end and uh, and end up scoring a goal and gave a bit of a scare two one. Um, the Man City fans just ripped into the Leeds coach, Sam Allardyce, saying, you're going to get sacked in the morning. They kept singing, you're going to get sacked in the morning. Well, Brilliant. I hope that Leeds start falling down the ladder so that Carl, uh, so that uh, Everton can move their way up out of relegation. That would be nice, but I'm not mm, going to hold my breath. That would be nice. Um, but also, man, this is like, what a collapse by Arsenal, by the way. To, to fall yeah, apart and have yeah. Man City overtake them, crazy stuff. Just on that, I saw a funny thing on Instagram the other day. It was um, it was saying this is Arsenal season, and it was it was a kids relay mm-hmm. race. Um, and the first kid takes off, and he's smashing him. The second kid takes off, and they basically got it in the bag. They're winning by nearly two hundred meters, and the last kid picks up the the bat and turns around and runs the other <laughs> way. And they're saying that's Arsenal season. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Very good. Uh, yeah. Look quickly on basketball as well. Joel Embiid, he's uh, got an MVP honors. Uh, for the season, which was, in my view, a little bit controversial that Joel Embiid actually got the Mm -hmm. MVP for uh, basketball. We know that it is voted by media and people that get a vote in the MVP race. Um, It was pretty obvious they didn't want to give it to Nikolai Jokic, who was, in my opinion, he was the best player. Uh, The winning percentage of his side when Jokic wasn't playing is less. Whereas with Embiid, the 76ers actually win more when he's on the field, which is weird. So that's kind of strange to be like... He's an MVP. I know that stat is just one of many, so you can't really entirely put it on there. But also, the Denver Nuggets that Jokic played for, number one seed. I think one of the reasons Jokic didn't get Mm. it is because they didn't want to give someone like him, who's not this exciting kind of personality, three MVPs in a row because he was the back-to-back winner. Uh, you know, his triple-double stats yep. and stuff like that are crazy. But Joel Embiid's still great. It was still a two, two-horse race between the two of them. But he takes it out uh, and got a bit emotional. He did. Um, so his stats were 33.1 points average per game, 10.2 rebounds, 4.2 assists in 66 games. They're pretty good stats. Uh, but I, I agree, mate. I think Jokic should have won it. And um, I think the Greek freak came third, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And I think the bowing out of the finals kind of uh, – it doesn't affect the votes because yeah. supposed to do it before him. But, you know, I, th- I think yeah. the NBA might mm-hmm. need to rethink – how they go about the MVP race, or just be honest about mm-hmm. how they all kind of vote on it, because it's a bit more storyline than stats, obviously. Uh, I love this story. This is very funny. I mean, this is how bad Ben Simmons' <laughs> career is going. He's now willing to put on the green and gold. <laughs> we don't want him, do we? No, do we want him? I don't think so. We don't no. want this Ben Simmons. We wanted the good one. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's a, he seems to be a bit of a cancer every team he goes into. Um, it's funny. It's Brian Gorger, and I think he's a fantastic coach, is giving him a lot of love, um, saying the door's always open and he's going to get his injuries right. But, you know, just the last few years, he's had nu- numerous back injuries. He's had a poor attitude. He's got the Kardashian curse. I don't think we want him at the Boomers. We're starting to do well. No, I think I, I, I would also put it, put it out there that I don't think we have a place for him. In the boobers. No. I think we've got better yep. players yep. and we probably don't need him in the side, if I'm being honest. Mm. Uh, but, you know, yep. you can always let us know your opinion after the sport on your socials. Let's take a quick break because uh, we've got to talk a bit of boxing, NRL and AFL. The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one-stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters. Build fast sports multis and play same game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian owned. The only betting app you need is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. 
look, I don't want to start it off on the bad foot with you here, uh, mate, but uh, your Swannies, wowee, not only are they struggling for form at the moment, but uh, they've just let Collingwood take away top spot on the ladder. It's always going to be hard for the Swans to win and the same weekend that the King's Coronation happened, that they do eat Swans or Royals, and, uh, <laughs> and Collingwood did that to us. Um, but once again, we're, we're in the match. There's one goal difference going to the third quarter. So the Swans have a real mental issue now. They, they, I don't think it's fitness. They all look pretty fit to me, but they're somehow not getting the, getting the key moments. We had our chances in front of goals and we missed numerous times. Buddy just looks slow and lumbering. Um, but you've got to give it to Collingwood. They, they were good. Uh, Myshek uh, scoring those two, taking a brilliant mark right towards the end. And then Ginevan, you know, you know, Jack Guinea or Minivan as they call him, he uh, did the little goal sneak, got, got another goal to secure the match. But 78 to 40, 48. It, uh, it, it, it was a lot closer than that, but uh, it was a poor last quarter. Do you think that this is like this fourth quarter issue is a bit of a hangover from the floggings of the grand final and Geelong, yep. and it's a bit like they're just not playing with confidence? Yeah, they're not playing with belief. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's a real thing. Belief is everything, and, and look, at, look, at, look like they're fighting hard, and, and you've got uh, guys like Papley are trying to really he's kick, he kick one from 50 on the weekend, um, and he's like shouting, come on, let's go, fuck it, come on, boys, let's lift, right? They're doing everything to try and get, get in, to rally the team. They're not just getting there at the moment. A couple of other good matches, mate. Um, the Geelong-Adelaide game was a cracker, 98 to 72. Geelong getting the chocolates there. And then um, Port Adelaide beating Essendon, which was a, a bit of a surprise, 92 to 87. Uh, and Brisbane-Carlton. Um, we did tip Brisbane to win, and they were, they were pretty strong over Carlton, yes. 174. Yes, yes, mm. yes. Uh, quickly, though, we'll go uh, from AFL to NFL. Uh, the draft has been completed. A lot of players getting signed as uh, undrafted free agents, and one being former AFL player Patrick Murtagh has been signed by the Detroit Lions. Fantastic news. He was delisted three years ago from the Suns. Um, but unlike most Aussies that are playing in the NFL, he's not a punter. No. Um, the, the, he, he's, he plays tight end. Uh, the, he was signed basically based on his athleticism. Um, they said he was fantastic. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because it, it'll be fascinating mm. to see how an Aussie goes slotting into what is an, a receiving role on an offense, which I don't think, yeah, we've obviously had like the, the Hain experiment and whatnot, but majority, mm. I think just about every successful Australian in the NFL has been a punter or offensive lineman. Yes. So yep. that's kind of where you're at. Uh, so he'll be the first kind of offensive playmaker mm. potentially in a side with the Detroit Lions, uh, who were an exciting team last year. So we'll see what happens there. Let's look at the NRL. Obviously, the magic round was on over the weekend. So many outrageous results. Great weekend for Queensland. All four of the Queensland sides won. Two mm. of them in big upsets on your Sunday. Titans getting up over the Eels. Cowboys getting up over the Roosters. But the other one of yeah. the day, probably not an upset, it was a bit of a coin flip game, was the Tigers. After getting their first win oh. last week uh, with 200-plus days from their last win, they now have gone back-to-back, two in a row, in God knows how long, after beating your Dragons. Look, those doubters uh, around the Tigers, you all have little faith. They're on the comeback here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But I oh, know, mate, but my Dragons, my... You know the... the the summed up their season, the first half, and the, the Dragons were just trying to defend their line. Sloan picks up the ball inside um, their own goal and, and and tries to sort of then run it, doesn't run it out, and tries to put a kick in like a chip and chase towards the end. I go, what are you doing? It's a brain snap. <laughs> it happens all around. Their defence is terrible. And, uh, 
yeah, so Ravalawa, I thought it thought it was great, but um, a couple of great saves on him as well to stop stop him getting over. But yeah, all round. Well, that rookie fullback yeah. uh, is it, Jareem Buller, um, yeah. saving that try yeah. with two minutes amazing, to go, yeah. sliding in to stop Ravalawa. That was yeah. amazing display, and that that's the thing though. That's what's been missing in this Tiger side. I think mm. is continuing that grit. Yep. I mean, they fall apart and they have nothing in attack. I think attack's still an issue. Obviously, they were only playing the Dragons. No offense, but it's like you know, it's. But uh, these, I feel like the Dragons and the and the Tigers are actually identical in terms of quality of squad and well, not quality of squad. I think Ben Hunt's better than Tigers. Mm. I actually tip the Dragons because I thought it's a battle between Brooks and Hunt. Yeah, and Hunt's better. But now you're looking at it, you're going far out. When is Griffin going to go? And when is Ben Hunt going to go and play for a nice team so we can have some success? Yeah, I want to ask you get your thoughts on the Cowboys versus the Roosters. So the Cow- the Roosters were talking up pre-match about how good the defence was last week, keeping the Warriors to zero, and then they lose mm. twenty to six. The Roosters are all over the shop, aren't they? Yeah, well, a wet day at Suncorp. Mm. I think they copped the brunt of the rain mm. in that uh, game, which you got to think there's just been eight games of footy played on it. Yeah. Um. So there was a bit rough, and it could be played into Cowboys' hands a little bit. But I don't know. I, th- I think this is the Cowboys that we were like, where's this team been? Yeah, you know yep. what I mean. The team from yep. last year that could actually run some points in. So it's more positives to the Cowboys, I think. Negatives. I mean, the Roosters are so up and down this year. I think that's just how it's going to be with Robbo's side. But we know that when it gets to the back end of the season, they start to turn it on. I'm, I'm, I got to tell you what I'm upset about from the Magic Round is these biased refs against the Warriors. Mm. Mm. Well, I'm in agreement here. With, with, I don't, with the I don't think there's like a. I don't think that there's like a a uh, conspiracy, but I do think that the Warriors have been hard done by on calls the last three weeks, and none more than Nathan Cleary mm. getting a, a stray arm to the head while he was like, well, not even that bad. The guy was going to grab his jersey and a little bit of it grazed his chin, which, to be fair, I could sneeze here in Brisbane and graze some of, of Cleary's chin. It's that bloody big. <laughs> you know what I mean? How's that? They send a guy off. The Warriors had two guys off in one half. Uh, and still managed to keep the Panthers out during that period of time. They were still in this game, but questionable calls against the New Zealand side who, you know, we've been doing such a good job. I love that Sean's Nickel Clock said at the end was like, you know, people want to say it was a brave performance for this one and Anzac Day and whatnot, and he's like, but they, they don't get us the two points. And I love that that's the attitude of this Warriors side. It's like you got a sponsor or a CEO coming out and, and you know, being like, well, he's asked where the breaths are against us. But in the playing group, they're like... We, we need to put these games away. And I think there's just something about this Warriors side this year that they've fallen out of the eight for the first time now. Mm. But I feel like there's something in the water there that they'll, they'll be a top eight side at the end of the year. I think they will. There's a lot of positive signs. But um, I've never seen a, a sponsor of a team come out and blow <laughs> up on socials. And he was just having, having a crack at the ref. I thought that was fantastic. Uh, another team that I predicted to make the top eight and they're looking all the goods at the moment is the Finns, the Battle of the Finns. Yeah. Dolphins versus Sharks. <laughs> and, mate, it was Finns up all the way. Mate, they were good, weren't they? Uh, they started well, and um, I think everyone thought with the start they got away to that the Sharks would eventually come come over top. But uh, no, they kept playing well, and um, yeah, they're becoming the pride of Queensland pretty quickly, I reckon. Yeah, 900 games for Bennett as well. Yeah. Uh, Valens Tafare scoring a double on debut as well. He's a big unit mm. out in the centres that they got from a rugby. All this talk about rugby league players going to uh, union. Yeah. This Valence uh, Tafare, it's only his second year playing rugby league and he came from New Zealand rugby to play for Redcliffe uh, and then Wayne's pipped him from the Redcliffe Dolphins to come and start due to injuries. Yep. And, I mean, this is what I thought at the beginning of the year. I was like, everyone's talking about how bad their roster is. There's no depth. But 
I feel like I was I said at the beginning of the year mm. they're going to find players yep. that we haven't even thought thought or heard of, and they're going to perform. And like, or players that other clubs have thought, nah, you're not good for this position. Like J- Jeremy Marshall King mm. wanted to play hooker, wouldn't let him play hooker. Look at how good he's playing for him now. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's, it's it's all full steam ahead for the Dolphins at the moment. Let's uh, do this one quickly before we wrap up. There's a bit of combat sports on the weekend, but in the boxing, uh, Aussie boxy, uh, boxer Stevie Spark was robbed in his world title fight. Yeah, he, uh, gets, he fought against a guy called Venezuela, um, and it was, they couldn't believe the result at the end. He pretty much won every every one of 12 rounds, they thought, and um, it didn't go his way when, when, the, when the judges uh, gave out their points at the end. So uh, very, very disappointing for him. Um, yeah, the look on his face was of, of pure disappointment, and I think it was even more shock on the, the guy that actually won it. Rigged, mate. Boxing's rigged, mate. It is rigged. It's rigged, mate. Well, that's it for Afternoon Sport today, so make sure you hit follow, subscribe wherever you listen. And before we go, a big thank you to our sponsors, Shano. A fantastic sponsor, Elite Bet, the only betting app you'll ever need. We'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sports. See you then. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Afternoon Sport. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com.